This is Hash It Out, presented by Hash Sports. Let's go. Stronger than ever. Back to get wrecked. All respect to those who break their neck to keep their hopes in check. Cause though they sweat a brother majorly. And I don't know why your girl keeps paging me. She tell me that she needs me. Cries when she leaves me. And every time she sees me, she squeeze me. Ladies, take it easy. Hate to sound sleazy, but tease me. I don't want it if it's that easy. Hey, yo, bust it. Baby, got a problem saying bye-bye. Just another hazard of a fly guy. Your ass why don't matter. My pockets got fatter. Now everybody's looking for the ladder. And ain't no need in being greedy. You want to don't mean being greedy. What's up? What's mm. up, dog? Mm. Tasty intro. That was all you could call. I heard, a, I heard Tupac with you. I'm not a big Tupac. I mean, I like Tupac. I'm not a huge fan, but I heard that on the radio the other day, and I was just like cruising. I was like, mm, turn it up. Let's yeah. fucking go. There's sometimes so, you listen to a Tupac song, and you're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, I was, now that's I why he's the fucking man. Um, okay, so a little Tupac, a little thug life coming at you for my Hash It Out podcast. It's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. Things have happened. Yeah, um, they have, they have indeed. What's uh? Oh, this pains me to say, but uh, UNC, fucking Chapel Hill wins the uh, NCAA championship. I know you're fucking just giddy. Mm, that is music to my ears. That's the only shot I have uh, at a basketball champion, a college basketball championship. Uh, you know my what? mom went to my for those who don't know, my mom went to North Carolina. I grew up a North Carolina fan. I can. I've been a North Carolina fan my whole life. Wavered off a little, tapered off a little bit over the past couple of years, ever since I became a Reb. You know, if if my if I may interlude here, um, man, you needed this just for your like fucking sanity and your well being and your mental state. You you needed this just for life in general. You know, sometimes something kind of goes your way, like your mom's team winning a national championship, and that's what this feels like. Feels yeah. like my mom's team won a national championship, but you know, I've been cheering him. I've been cheering for him since uh, the days of Sheed and Stackhouse and Serge Zwicker. Um, Serge Zwicker is the one I dropped just to, just in case anybody who doesn't believe me knows. And I'm no, a huge fan. no, we no. I know you are. You little cocksucker, and maybe um, maybe I'm just bitter because I live in Charlotte now, and all these assholes here are like. I mean, I don't know. I'm just a hater, honestly. I mean, I get it. Man. But no, seriously, for you, good for you, whatever. I mean, I won 100 bucks in the game. I actually had money. I What did you think I, of that I, game, though? Oh, that I was going to get into that. Um, that might have been the, the most choppy, disgusting, poorly fucking officiated game I've ever seen. It was so just, like, hard to watch. Like, it was just it, the entire game, like – Justin Jackson was off for North Carolina. He couldn't hit a shot. He was he was unconscious. No. He'll, he'll put him up whenever he wants, but he couldn't hit a shot. Karnowski couldn't hit a layup oh to God. save his Karnow- life. The dude, guy was, couldn't hit anything. Dude, you're seven two and you're two feet away. I mean, put it in. And then you're sitting there watching the uh, you know the the second half. We're fourteen minutes left in the second half. Both teams are in the bonus and get down to eleven minutes and. The three guys with four fouls. One of them's the Collins guy who ended up fouling out, obviously. Uh, and, you know, Kennedy Meeks, Hicks, Karnowski, they all ended with four fouls. Yeah. There's a lot. Okay, there's a lot. Of, okay, this game was so shitty, but there's a lot. There's a ton I want to cover. 
Um, let's start with Gonzaga, if we may. We got to start somewhere. Um, Karnowski is a gross Polish fuck, but he's been effective the whole tournament. What happened to him? He, he literally the had the position. He was getting. He was every time. Like, he was banging down two feet time. away from the two feet away from the goal and just couldn't put it. Couldn't finish. Um, that's one. Two. I didn't realize how good Gonzaga was. They have. They're deep, and they have a ton of players, and they have big guards. And they're long. Um, they usually do not have those big guards. No. They usually have, like, fucking, uh, what's his name? What's that? Stockton, Stockton Jr. and Pangos. And, and Pangos. Yeah, it's Pangos. Pangos. You remember <laughs> sitting there? A- we sat there, and we watched Pangos his freshman year, his first game ever. And it was, like, a Maui invitation or something like that. And Gonzaga comes out there, his true freshman year, and he hits like six threes in the first half, just lights the place on fire. Pangos. The guy was fucking unconscious. But, so, yeah, I I, will, I still like those teams. But did they had a... That Williams Perkins, Goss. Perkins and Goss are filthy. Yeah. Williams and, Goss I mean, was... I, I felt bad when he, like, turned his ankle there at the end. And he stayed in like a boss. Yeah. Of course, there's nothing taking him out. No, you're not. I mean, and he, and he, the funny thing is, he went to the last fucking shot too. After he was oh, like, he, he takes that and they, they gave him, the an, they gave him like an ISO and then like a pick and roll. They gave him the ISO. He fucking faded off his bad ankle. He just hurt. <laughs> and what do you know? He misses shot. Yeah, but, I mean, um, that's gonna happen. But okay, so good. You know who I like? Um, that true freshman Collins, that white boy for uh. For Gonzaga, he has a filthy like up and under like that little hook shot. He's good. He's, He's gonna got be like good. five polished low post moves, which is pretty unheard of in college. Yeah, like he he usually does the same five, but you don't know which one's kind. He's got like the double shake up and under. He can you know take a little step back, fade away. Like the guy is smooth, and he is seven feet tall. And that, yeah, and that's one of those guys in like three years when you're like, oh my god, this guy's still at Gonzaga, kind of like fucking Grace Allen who just keeps getting, who kept getting better, and then you know, Gonzaga will be good. And that guy, he was, I like him. I mean, I like, I like Gonzaga. I mean, I was definitely rooting for him. Um, but as much as I hate UNC, I do very much enjoy Joel Berry. That guy's swag as fuck. Yeah, and he is a straight. He's a, to, and in the words of Kellen Winslow, he's a fucking soldier. He's a fucking yeah, dude. I like I I like Barry. Dude's like been hurt Barry. for a while, but you know he keeps going. I mean, if you're a college athlete and you're hurt in the NCAA tournament, what are you going to do? Not play? I mean, you only have you don't know how many of those you got. I mean, the guy's ankle is held together by fucking duct tape and dental floss, and he's out there putting the shakes on him. He was the only one that could hit a shot there in the first half. He was the oh, only dude, one keeping them in the their game. Numbers. Their numbers are gross. At I one mean, point, Gonzaga he, was shooting eighteen percent in the second half, which shooting eighteen percent to me is worse than shooting ten percent because I feel like ten percent you're just like one for ten, eighteen percent you're like two for nineteen. Yeah, like guys, yeah. put it in the basket. I mean, but even even Barry didn't shoot good. He was like two for seven at the half, oh, yeah. and then he had, I mean, he wasn't shooting great. But I mean, he was actually putting some fucking buckets up at least. Neither team could hit free throws either. At one point, uh. Carolina was like 12 of 23 from the line while Gonzaga was like 15 of 25. Like it was yep. – nobody could hit any shots. Yep. And then um, just every year after I watch the tournament, I it just dawns on me how sloppy college basketball is. 
Like, there's so – like, there'll be, like, a stretch of five minutes where it's just turnover, 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 air ball, miss shot, steal. You know, and it's like, ugh. And I always forget now that I'm, like, ten years older than some of these guys. And they're, like, sprinting up the court and try and make a pass between two guys. I'm like, what are you doing there? And then you go, oh, yeah, you're on national TV in front of millions of people. And thought you were going to make a superstar play, but you didn't. The worst part about this game was by far the officiating. That was ridiculous. There was 10 straight minutes where it was a foul three-fourths of of the plays. They kept going in, foul, foul, foul. You look up, all the best players are sitting on the bench because nobody can play because they have four fouls with nine minutes left. I mean, I don't get it. It's like, okay, I, you know, I guess it was a fair game because they had shitty fucking calls on both sides, but... Yeah, I thought it was fair. I just thought it was too much. No, it wasn't just... Let them play. Shit. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was just... There's 41 fouls called. Like, That's ridiculous. Did that... I don't know, man. It's, Especially when you got I mean, those... It, when you have those two teams, maybe a little bit more is expected because the best players on the court are all 6'10". And yeah, like, it was just, both of them were going down low the entire game. I get it. But, I mean, that's all they did all year. And there, wasn't, there weren't 41 fouls in every other game they played. And that, I mean, this was like the fucking culmination of, you know, how shitty the officiating was all tournament long. Honestly. I oh, mean, yeah. It was like there were, I mean, maybe a few good games. But the officiating is always something you don't talk about unless it was bad. You never come back and say, man, they really got all those calls right. Like, no, it's it's kind of like, something you talk about when it's bad. But this no, was that was a theme throughout the entire tournament. It was it was kind of like the fucking replacement refs in the NFL. You don't know how fucking bad it is until it's like, oh shit, this is terrible. Oh man, that was still that one was, of the that was one of the greatest just that was one of the greatest endings to that uh those refs being there was just the one guy waving the interception and the one guy calling it a touchdown. What the what the Packers uh Seahawks Packers Seahawks. That was yeah, one yeah. of the funniest things. That's maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen in sports. I mean after that it was like, well fuck, pay the goddamn rest. Pay the okay. guys. <laughs> All right. I know I'm not gonna sit here and watch this shit. This is yeah, it's unbearable is what it was. And you know Goodell was just sitting there thinking, what's the worst that could happen? Uh a know. game gets decided. That's what's the worst that can happen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Your worst fucking nightmare came true. Fucking oh, bug. Um, you know that. Anyway, uh, so. But back to that game. Ahead. Like that's what the, the officiating. You got to swallow the whistle a little bit. Let these guys play. That's why basketball is fucking a peasant sport, and I'll never, I'll never respect it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a little physical. I'll give them that. And yeah, I mean, it's cool sometimes. But I mean, fuck that. And <laughs> they let it be physical. It's tight. In some games where there's no whistles called, and those are great games. Like, yeah, there's some questionable calls, but whatever. I'd rather have it that way than is like you blow the whistle every time your fucking arm gets touched. Yeah, that was. I mean, Karnowski. That's the thing is Karnowski would have the ball inside, and he would be banging into two people and travel every time. They wouldn't call that, and then he'd put a little baby hook up, call a foul, couldn't hit any free throws. But it was just the whole game was just you knew they were calling yeah. a foul for ten minutes stretch yeah. in the second half. You knew they were calling a foul, and yeah. it takes it makes it shittier to watch. It does. That one fucking guy in UNC literally took maybe nine steps. 
and, and I glade it in. And the guy was, what is this? The, like, I don't yeah. know. It was, a, it was a sweet layup. Don't get me wrong. But like he, he clearly took like at least six steps. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. And then the, uh, my favorite is just the pan to the coaches. I mean, there were six or seven times where they just pan to the coach and the coach is just palms to the sky. Yeah, what are I we mean, doing here, ref? What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, UNC, I mean. But go Heels champions again. Redemption after losing last year. Last year, That's something that, uh, you know, Clemson loses the championship to Alabama. Wins the championship this year in football. It's, UNC loses the championship to Villanova. Wins it this year in basketball. Maybe it's the year of redemption. Yeah, um, I was gonna make a pass. So you know what that words. means? Um, the no. Oh no, I don't. Oh, the, are you going toward the Falcons? I was, but let's get real. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. Oh man, I don't want to fuck it. I, I don't want to shit on you tonight. I feel like you're riding decently high because you had a, one of your mom's teams won. So just chill out <laughs> before I bring you back to reality. Uh, anyway, anyway, so um, there was there was some basketball he played. You know, we kind of a uh, we we kind of missed last week because you know whatever. But um, I think an appropriate prelude to our next segment, which is the Masters, might be one of the best moments in golf of all time. Mm. Let's have a listen. Here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. In your life have you seen anything like that? This guy's pretty good. Yeah, this guy's pretty good there, Dick. This guy's pretty good. Oh man, I remember watching that live. I was at a. I remember. I was at like a. What was yep. I at a? Was it a? Oh, was it a Dreamland barbecue? I don't know why, but I was with my dad and we're watching that. And you know who he was going up against? I think it was Chris DeMarco. Was like the guy who was no, challenging. Yeah. Okay. You might be. Right. Yeah, I think you're right because Rocco Mediate was that putt in the U.S. Open where he drilled it. Where he drilled it on a bad AC with two bad knees. And Rocco's like, I'm fucked tomorrow. Rocco's just <laughs> saying, uh, you, what is it, the U.S. Open, you got to play like an extra 36 or something? You know, you play 18 the right, next day. 18. God, that's fucking ridiculous. Um, or yeah, you so play yeah, I, 18 the next day. I remember that because I was at, uh, we played me and Murray and Palmer and Pete and all my fucking, all my homies back in Rhodey. We played Quonset. We played golf. And we're, we're at a Pelly's 19th, 19th hole. Or the 19th Lounge. Mm-hmm. One of those stupid cliche fucking yeah, names. Sounds right. And that happened. And I was like, is this real life? Like, did Nike just fucking pay bazillions of dollars and have this whole thing fucking planned? Or yeah, what, who what, put what, the what chip is in go- that ball? Yeah, what is this? What is Bugs Bunny under the green trying to get Jordan down a fucking <laughs> Looney Tune land? Oh, man. Uh, I, I mean, that shot was, by the way, if you don't know what shot that is, then we're not going to explain it because you don't, you don't matter. Yeah, this is, this is a site and a podcast for sports fans, not fucking nerds. Yeah, so so if you don't know which one that was, don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, the Masters, <laughs> I'm psyched. I love the Masters. Oh, man. 
I mean, I'm a little hesitant because I had a lot, of, a couple of my work colleagues listen to the podcast. But literally, all I did today was sit in my office and I had my fucking desktop up and my cell phone up, and I was had Amen's Corner featured group. Fifteen. I had it was all day, like literally for five hours. That's all I did. They've made it so easy to watch the Masters now. You can just get like you can just get like six different things streaming every single player. Like you can watch it any way you want, and the event is just—it's just different. And it's it's, down here. I mean, I I know almost everyone I know has like been to the Masters at least once. Yeah, I've never been. I don't know know why I've been there. I am actually closer to Augusta than you are. Actually, it's it's about it's about even. It's about even. Might actually be. yeah, because I, I went – I was in Augusta um, a month ago, two months ago, when we went to – I went down to Savannah to see Wisher play, and we went to Augusta for the night after, you know, we, I drove down Magnolia Drive. It's fucking it's – a, it's a shithole town. Oh, yeah. But but that golf yeah, course it, is clean. And it's the second biggest city in, in Georgia, which is, which is, you know, surprising. But anyway, we're getting off track here. Um, the Masters, phenomenal. Probably the biggest – not probably. Before we get into the golf, let's talk about uh, the biggest story leading up. And your boy, DJ Dustin Johnson, falling down the stairs, fucking up his back so bad that he has to withdraw. Are you kidding me? I hate that. I love DJ. Oh, my God. Every That, that sucks, dude. I wanted to see him win it this year. You know, he's a big name. Um how Which a lot of think? guys haven't done really in the past couple of years is being the guy to beat coming in and winning. Um, and DJ was, by all accounts, pretty much the guy to beat. And he takes a spill down some stairs the night before. And I was listening to the interview here just a second ago. They were, he was saying, they were like, you know, what's the, what's the term here or what's the uh, idea here, short term and long term? He's like, well, short term, I feel like I'm going to be fine in like two days. And I was like, well, that yeah. – and he was like, but I just can't swing a golf club right now. Like, it hurts. It I hurts mean, and I can't do it. This seems like one of those times where it's just – this can't be real life, right? I mean, you might as well come up with the excuse like you slipped on a fucking banana peel. Like, you <laughs> fell down – you fell down the stairs. First of all, what the hell is your house in Augusta doing having stairs anyway? You're going to be there for a total of two hours, goddammit. Second of all – Let's get real, DJ. You were coming home from a late night bender at like four in the morning, and you ate shit down the stairs. I mean, we get it. We've all been there, but I think he might have just been leaned over a table and came up too fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that there'll be probably ninety five percent of the audience who doesn't get that, but <laughs> I love the people who do. Um, all right, let's take it back a step. Uh, you buying or selling? I'm the, he actually fell down the stairs, total accident. I'm buying that. I think he fell down the stairs. I mean, I get it. I've literally coughed in the shower and like pulled my back, which hurt for like two weeks. Backs are fragile. Yeah. And it's. I think it's just a freak accident. I mean. Yeah, but like it's a little like coincidental, like the night, the day before. Yeah. Literally, I mean, it's, it's 12 hours. Bef- it's also, it's, tw- it's also tw- like too coincidental for him to like make something up like that. Like, worst comes to worst, shank a couple balls, get out of there by Saturday. Yeah. No, I'm saying, like, I don't think he got out of there on purpose. I think he, like, something happened. Like, he was 
on some crazy sex swing with Paulina, like doing copious amounts of blow. Next thing you know, he's like on a sled going to, I don't know. Who, oh, who yeah, but I mean, if you fall down, if that happens, you fell down some stairs. Yeah, exactly. Or, or you know, the banana peel. What, are you going to walk um, out and explain that story? <laughs> uh, yeah, John Lance. <laughs> DJ, what, um, what, uh, what took place uh, the night before the Masters uh, <laughs> when you said you allegedly fell down some stairs? Um... Uh, the stairs were going down. I, they were slippery on them. Go walking down, uh, you know, the stairs. And, uh, yeah, I was, uh, my back hurts. Oh, riveting, DJ. Wow, thank you for the story. Take us back to Blue Azalea <laughs> for the second. Oh, um, God. Wait, but, um, anyway, no, it just it sucks because, like, like, we all love DJ. He's a, he's a bro's bro, as they say. Oh, yeah. And... He's the world number one. He's like probably in. He's literally at the peak of his career, coming off a huge year. I mean, it it sucks, but it sucks. I want to see him play. You know, I want to see him and Spieth and Rory. I want to see him, Spieth, Rory, and like Jason Day at at any point in time, just like be up at the top of the leaderboard all together, fighting each other. It will will happen. It will happen. But let's um, let's get down. Let's get down to uh, day one. Windy conditions. My God, I've never been like this before. Oh yeah, it was incredible. It was windy over here in Atlanta, but it was windy there in Charlotte. Oh, windy oh everywhere down here right now, dude. I saw a freaking stoplight blow off the fucking pole today. It was windy AF. Yeah, there was a uh, some guy hit that. I can't remember who it was, but he hits a chip, rolls two feet, stops on a dime, starts going the other way because blew, blew off the green. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I can't get the ball anywhere near that point anyway, but I don't imagine how you can play like that. I thought it was Augusta, Georgia, not St. Andrews, fucking Scotland, but I guess, you know, I mean, I that's what, that's, that's one thing about the majors I love. They're the same day every year, same whatever weekend. And it's like, you know what sucks is suck. If you go, if you're in the morning group and it's great conditions and you put up a low score, you know, welcome to the draw. If you're in the afternoon and it's goddamn hurricane Katrina out there, I mean, that's what it is. Sorry about you. Yeah, sorry about exactly. I kind of, and I don't know. I go back and forth. I kind of like that. So I mean, but the best put four rounds together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One round, one three. You know, so so let's talk about all right. So a quick little prelude. I know nobody really cares about your fantasy team or your DraftKings lineup, but me and my boys from back home, obviously Murray and Pete and Palmer and Zeddy. It doesn't matter. We do a DraftKings round. You pick five people, right? Um, long story short, uh, Hideki Matsuyama fucking shit the bed. Uh, JB Holmes plus six, Fury plus six. Who would have thought Lee Westwood and Charlie fucking Hoffman went ham in the late afternoon? Charlie Hoffman is at minus what six, and and the waste management company is getting some solid airtime. <laughs> <laughs> The grossest sponsorship in all of sports. Dude, Charlie Hoffman is probably the biggest dirt sack on tour. Second that to your boy, Dirt McGirt. Who's Dirt McGirt, also- William McGirt. I was just about to cut you off there. I know. I, I teed it up. Who's also at like minus two. What is going on? Have McGirt you ever seen? Have you ever seen, I mean, bigger dirt sack shitty golfers at the top of the leaderboard? Or is this just typical... 
day one of a major. Lee Westwood has been up there a lot. He usually has this day, I feel like, more on a Friday or a Saturday. Saturday. Um, Saturday, early Sunday. You know, I can't remember a good Lee Westwood Sunday, uh, especially at a, a major or at Augusta. Usually the guy, if he does anything, he'll come from behind by like six strokes, but crack the top five. No, um, it, it's, it's always like uh, Lee Westwood never won a major, but it's always been. And it's like, all right, we, but dude, Lee Westwood's fucking do. I need him to get one. Before he's always he's, around. He's done. You know, if he won dude, one, he was, I would be more like, well, okay, finally. He was the world number one for a good amount of time back, you know, six fucking seven years ago. Yeah, Lee Westwood can play. I mean, you know, that's the thing about golf. These guys are all around. It's very rare that these new guys, you know, come up and make an impact. Like no, Spieth but- did, except for, speaking of Spieth, another quad bogey? How about that nine he had on 15? What the fuck? Spieth, what is going on out there, man? Is it getting in his head? I mean- he seemed stone cold his entire career up until last year's collapse. I don't think I've ever seen him miss a putt inside 12 feet, ever. No, I don't remember it. But, okay, um, backtrack. To your point, it's I agree with you to an extent that you always see, like, you know, the Mickelsons, the Westwoods, the, you know, whatever, uh, the BJs, Ernie L's. On Tiger, Cabrera. Uh, on that, but, the, but you said the new guys. But think about it, dude. Over the last few years, you know, Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, Rory, Fucking Spieth. There is Bubba Watson. Um, there is a changing of the guard. There is, and you like, absolutely, which is cool. So it's I. So it's like it's a slow process, but I mean, this new te- pool of players, like you know, like I, the people I just mentioned, we'll be we'll be watching them for the next twenty years. Yeah, you know, absolutely. just like we've been watching the old, you know, like the old people, like Phil. And I, I love Nicholson Phil, by Ells. Way. Mickelson, Ellis, Westwood, VJ, Tiger, fucking, I don't know, fucking Freddie Couples. Put him on the board. Jose Maria Olfabel. Yeah, Jose Maria, Francisco Molinari. Fucking, I don't know, dude. Francisco Molinari. You're just going you off to Tiger Woods PGA Tour game, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I mean, anyway, so here's my thing. These were tough conditions, really tough. How the fuck did Hoffman, I mean, I watched Hoffman play. He stuck. Like, I'm talking, like, within, like, almost tappings of birdie putts. I like the hardest holes on the golf course. Hoffman and- can string rounds together. If he, or he can string, like, he can, if, when he gets hot, um, I, thought, I saw him at a, is it Scottsdale? Uh, the one that's just got insane fans. Oh, the, a whole 16, the par three, where it's just like a fucking spring break party. The yeah, waste like, management I open. That's the waste management. a five-streak birdie there one time, or five-birdie streak hit there one time, and just... The place was electric for Hoffman. That, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That's like comparing fucking uh, Panama City to fucking Ibiza. You know, it's hey, come on. Ibiza. This is the mat. This is the Masters. I mean, but here's my thing. Like, it's always like you always have that asshole that no, like, no, is like he always. That, there's always that guy that gets out and is in first place after day one, right? And then he disappears. But dude, Hoffman has a pretty significant lead. He's up like four strokes on the second place guy. Like, oh yeah, there's just pretty, there's just so much. Go- I mean that that is a that's a seventy four and somebody putting up a 
68 away from being over. No, but dude, like the conditions tomorrow are going to be very similar. So if you can just maintain, I mean, maybe shoot even par to one or two under, he's still going to be in first place going yeah. into the weekend. And then, I mean, obviously the weekends are different. Better than being in second place going into the weekend. What are you, a fucking smartass? I'm trying to make a fucking point here. I know. That's what I'm saying. It is. It's a good spot for Hoffman. How I mean, how much confidence do you have in Hoffman winning this tournament? No, no, that's my thing. I, I was talking to my boy Mur- I saw Murray earlier, and it's like, you know, there's always – Hoffman's a typical fucking good first, second-day player. But, I mean, he's up big. Tomorrow's not going to be easy. And then Saturday, Sunday, the conditions will be are going to be very easy. Like primetime conditions, Birdie City, Bird City. I'm talking Eague Town. So, say he's up four going into Saturday – Easy conditions. I mean, he might go wire to wire. That's a fucking long shot. Does he have like you know what else you need in the Masters is you need one or you need even two, three, four of just those incredible shots. The one where you totally it's four days of eighteen holes. If you don't put one in the trees, you're a machine. So you had to have you got to have one or two of those shots that is just birdie when you put one in the trees right off the tee. You gotta have one. You gotta have a couple of those shots go your way. I mean, Bubba did it on the 18th a couple of years ago. Um, I remember Phil's. Phil's. Phil's does it every year. Phil puts one in the trees on on every uh, 17 every year. I don't remember the last time he hasn't puts one in the trees on 17 every year, and then hits an amazing shot uh, to put himself back in position to get a birdie. And I think you need a couple of those. I don't know. Does Hoffman have that in him? No, he doesn't. Short answer: No. But my buddy, if I could be blunt, no, no, he doesn't. I mean, I'm, I mean, I get fucked up last night and put my lineup and randomly pick Hoffman. I mean, whatever it is, what it is. But so after I was in my DraftKings lineup, I was down by 90 points. All of a sudden, I come screaming back, and everyone's geeking like Hoffman, my buddy, my little fucking friend Palmer, who's getting married in two a couple weeks. He goes, (laughs) this is what he says. But is the but is the half built to last? And I said, <laughs> no, no, he's not. Oh, the half is he's built a, for a day. No, the half is built for a day, maybe a day and a quarter at best. Yeah, give so, Hoffman twenty-seven I mean, holes. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think I don't know who the photo I know. I don't know. I think I, I think Lee Westwood is going to be in contention on Sunday. That's what I'm saying right now. That's my early call. I don't hate that. I, you know, this is the year Lee Westwood. I think we're both pulling for Lee Westwood right now. I think, yeah. Like, I, you know, I don't really have a, any hair in this. I mean, but DJ's not in it. I don't, I don't really care. I mean, give me Hoffman. I don't or really Westwood, have any honestly. huge connection to Rory. Or really, Rory's I like Jason. Bitch. I like Jason Day. I do love Ricky. Dude, Rory's, a, Rory's a bitch. I like Ricky. Rory's, if you like Rory, you're a total tool. Rory's still rocking those Olympic rings. Probably will be for life because he got a tattoo. But What does that mean? He's got the Olympic rings tattooed on his arm. Why? Because he was on the Olympic team. Okay. Um, I don't know. What was, okay, so was any asshole in the Olympics that a billion people could participate? You get tattoos? A billion I mean, Michael Phelps people? got tattoos. Michael Phelps got a tattoo of the Nobody is it a billion people? Nobody yeah. participates in the Olympics. 
Yeah, but you could be in like you could be that fucking re- fucking that idiot from nice France save. who was just who was just gonna be a little political. <laughs> I don't know how I said. Anyway, you know, like, you could be that moron from France who who is a speed walking champion, shit his pants halfway through the race, came in dead last, get the Olympic ring tattoo. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that guy did shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't I argue know, that. But, but, you know, not very many people are Olympic athletes. Dude, I could have been an Olympian if I really wanted to, like, like some stupid sport, like curling. Like, I'm sure I could have been up, you know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, beach volleyball, I almost was an Olympian at, you know? You really Being weren't, though. You really, you really no, weren't you very know, close to being uh, an Olympian. Dude, I mean, you know, if it wasn't for a couple bad rotator cuff surgeries, I would have been right there next to that other idiot, Dollhauser, you know? You would have been set in Dollhauser? Don't don't fucking patronize me, dude. Not today. Patronize me, Charlie. That's how you patronize somebody. Anyway, um, uh, anything else in the Masters? It's pretty much it. It's just a it's just a great weekend. It's a good weekend to be. It's a it's a great weekend to be. Um, Watch it together. Be a sports can be golfing. Yo, you're coming to town this weekend. Fuck yeah. The Ooh, boys are back um, down. So. So even though I formally invited you to the C2 and the Brothers Reed show last weekend, and you promised on air that on air that you would come, you decla- you didn't come. So this these on air promises mean nothing. I was going to extend to you another invite. What's this invite? I don't know why you're coming this weekend. First of all, I'm moving into my new spot on Saturday, so I'm going to be tied up. But we can rage Friday no, night. Six and hours, Saturday. dude. I mean. What do you mean six hours? What are you talking about? Move your shit in. Yeah, but, like, but then I'm going to want to ch- – whatever. Anyway, why don't you come up – wait, or come down. I don't know if – Kentucky. Is Kentucky closer to you or me? I think you, right? I think me. Anyway, why don't you come to the Kentucky Derby with me this year? Ooh, this is, is my eighth – it is May 6th. When and it's the most bars is May sixth. It's two weeks after that. It is. Oh, I gotta get. To, we'll get to that on the post show bars wedding because you, me, and Colin have to fucking plan and make that shit. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. We'll do that after this. All right, anyway, um, so the derby is the fir- May sixth, and we'll pick like uh, you. Ha- if you don't go, you're an idiot. I've been. This is my ninth year in a row. Maybe eight, I don't know. I've been every year, and it's the best time of my life, and you will love it. Are you I in? I need to do that. I need to do that. I need oh, to do you're it. In. I need to do it. You're in. You're in. You're in. We'll come you're up with so we'll come up with plans afterwards. We'll talk logistics after the show. Anyway, um, back to the sports. Uh, Masters Friday tomorrow day two. It's going to be electric, windy conditions. Uh, you know what do they call it? Wait, no, moving day Saturday, right? Moving day is Saturday. So I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. Friday's like Friday's like packing up day. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was dumb. Sometimes I, that was stupid. Sometimes I really surprise myself with my fucking witty with fucking wit. charm. My wit. You're cunning. My, anyway, um, let's talk. All right, so we're good with that. Master's good. 
Baseball is back. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not ready for just six months of ball talk, then get off the air. If you're not, I mean, I don't think you'll find a, a more too excited duo of sports fans than me and BMAC about baseball. Because I am, I mean, let's get real. My life is pretty much sports. I have nothing else. I have a couple things, but they're not even that important. And baseball is the foundation. It's the building blocks of what my sports, you know, career was built on. And we're back. And the and the fucking Sox are looking like the best team in baseball. But I'll save that for a rainy day. Brian, give me some baseball talk. I yeah, you hit it on the you hit it on the head. I mean, baseball it just brings back. You go out. To, I went to the first game uh, at SunTrust Park, uh, which wasn't the first actual game. It was a spring training game, kind of a soft opening, is what we were calling it. Soft soft opening at SunTrust Park, and you just feel you get in the stadium. There's little kids there eating ice cream cones, get it all over their face with their dads. Guys are out there playing catch and stretching, and it just smells of baseball. You can smell the glove oil or barely broken in. It's just a beautiful sights and sounds just bring you back to when you're like six years old. It's a it's a beautiful thing. It's yeah. You you also hit the nail on the head. Every time I see but it, hey. the grass is greener than the last time. The sun is shining, and Atlanta is just a great place to go watch a ball game. I'm not I saying mean, we're going to win. Why it's not a say, but I forgot. Um, anyway, so I got good news and bad news. If you missed the first couple games of the season, we get 160 more. Bad news. We get 160 more. We got 160 more. more. It's, a, it's a long fucking season. And I, I mean, I know people like you and me, the true, the true bloods, the through and throughs, those aren't, those aren't terms. But I love every – I love it. Like I can watch baseball for fucking – I can sit down on my couch. I was just going to say July – I was just going to say July 9th, I am down to watch a fucking Reds-Blue Jays interleague game. And July 9th, it means nothing with half the starters out. I'll sit down and watch it just to watch some baseball. Couldn't agree more. Um I think I just I just found my heaven. Um, I'm at my place. Uh, I'm on the balcony. Doors are open. It's a beautiful, beautiful summer day. My 65 inch 4K TV is looking at me. I got I got this. I have the MLB extra innings. I mean, whatever. Sorry, Ever I made heard it, of it. No big deal. I made it. Um, Sox are playing the Yankees. <laughs> You know, it's and it's it's a close game, and I'm just I'm cracking a beer, I'm packing a dip, and it, and life is good, and I know I know you can appreciate that, BMAC. Oh, it's just beautiful. I watched the I watched the entire Braves game yesterday. Won twelve innings. Was the Sox game go twelve innings too? Wow, you really teamed up for that one. Sox game went twelve. Chris Sale's debut, and he was lights out. Unfortunately, so was the Pittsburgh pitcher, and it was zero zero into the twelfth. Next thing you know, Sandy Leon goes deep and walks off. Let's go. So what are the Sox now? Are they 2-0? Yeah, they put, Sox are two and- they put a hurting on Garrett Cole there opening day, didn't they? 
The oh no, Garrett, uh, Garrett Cole, yeah, Garrett Cole pitched well. He had one bad inning where he yeah. Few, and we had a brave um, similar story. Braves similar story. Opening day had a nothing nothing. Julio Tehran versus Syndergaard, nothing nothing going into the uh, uh, I think seventh or eighth inning, and the Mets just teed off for six runs. Had a bad inning, lost that one. Took the Braves a solid, like I think sixteen innings to score a run this year, um, which is. Shockingly, not as long as it took last year. Um, so, a little we're uh, we're improving there. Um, but we uh, ended up. Matt Kemp came up with a big RBI double, uh, give us that's a three-one lead that, in the twelfth inning. And that's why you sign a guy. That's why you sign Matt Kemp. That's why that's you exactly get Matt Kemp. And I've hey man, I've never had a problem with the Braves ever, and I've always liked Matt Kemp. So there you go. Bang and bang. Speaking of debuts. Big sexy Bartolo Colon taking the mound, oh. pumping it in nice and easy at eighty seven. I couldn't be more jealous of Big Sexy. I mean He is so awesome. He just he throws nothing but fastballs. You know what he did? First inning comes out eighty seven mile per hour two seamer, eighty six mile per hour two seamer, eighty four mile per hour sort of change up, but still a two seamer. <laughs> Out of nowhere, second hitter. 94 miles an hour cheese over the middle of the plate, just taken right down the middle. And the, the batter just stepped back and like tried to find the radar gun. and was like, what the fuck was that? And he hit 94, 95 I mean, a couple of times the rest of the game. He still got it. <laughs> I mean, Bartolo was part of that steroid phase where he definitely was on steroids. He, um, he went down to, where is he from? The Dominican. He went down to the Dominican and got like stem cell shot into his arm. And they were like, you can't do that. And he was like, prove it. <laughs> they're like, well, I guess we can. Why do you act like, where is he from? The Dominican? Like, that was a question. I mean, you had a, like a 98% chance of being correct where he was from with saying the Dominican. Yeah, he's from the Dominican. But, but as I said, I think this is the last year. It was last year. We're getting into our, we're getting into the podcast these days. Shit. Bartolo Colon at the plate is must see TV. Must see TV. Absolutely hilarious. And, he, and went there, he went up there against Jacob DeGrom. He used to play for the Mets. And so he's playing his old teammate. <laughs> um, so he gets up there, and he's having a hard time not smiling, and so is DeGrom. And DeGrom <laughs> just walks up there and just pumps 94 right by him two straight times. Bartolo takes a swing that a five-year-old takes when he's playing fucking t-ball outside and can't hit it. Uh and then ends up, DeGrom, I swear, he let off and threw it like 84, just right down the middle, and Bartolo rolled over it to short. Bartolo doesn't even drop the bat. He takes six steps, and they're both just laughing their ass off going back to the dugout. Oh, man. <laughs> they got, he got a standing O. He got a standing O in New York oh, because he, because he rolled he over one to short. I mean, he had his first home run of his career in New York. Oh, that was great. Which is a shocking. Um. Staying on that subject, how crazy was it? Friggin' Madison Bumgarner had two yaks. Madison Bumgarner is an incredible baseball player. He is like he made he wanted to he wanted to be in the home run derby last year, and it's like, well, fucking put him Let in. Him go, that's enough for me. I mean, the guy's six five. History. He's big, and he has a gross wife. Yeah, but he swings hard. No, but he's massive. Bumgarner is a player. Honestly, he is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he can do really amazing. anything he wants on a baseball field. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So baseball, what else we got? We had um, Bryce Harper. I was going to say Bryce Harper is day. in form already. And well, um, well, here's what I was going to say. Um, Bryce Harper has started five. Has it been that long now? Fuck yeah, it has. I mean, I'm going off my genius brain, but he's five opening days and he's hit a home run every single opening day. That is incredible. That's a stat. I sure I've That's I've incredible. seen a couple of them firsthand. Oh, I'm sure you have, dude. And uh, yeah, I mean he he you know is he's got kind of the the LeBron thing going on where I don't really remember any anybody having as much hype as he had at such a young age and then completely no. fulfilling it. I don't know. I don't know if you said that because I, read, I mean, I know you said because ESPN, the magazine, I mean, back when thir- I knew who he was ago, when he was 15 years old. Yeah. You're a ball player. So am I. I knew. Yeah. Nevada. Yes. Anyway, but ESPN, the magazine had LeBron in high school. It said the chosen one. That has never happened again until it was Bryce Harper in high school on ESPN the cover, the chosen one. And they've both lived the were chosen. Say there's no mm-hmm. such thing as a can't miss. I give you exhibit yeah. A and exhibit B. Yeah, I give you Billy Bean from Moneyball. Who? Chris Pratt? Scott Hatterberg? <laughs> Scott Hatterberg. I'm a Red Sox, Oakland A. Yeah, um, I mean – in my opinion, Bryce Harper had a down year last year. He needs to be hitting 300 with 30-plus bombs and 100-plus RBIs. And, uh, and 10-plus stolen bases every single year. Yeah, that's something that's really um, – that's something I was actually watching MLB Network going into stolen bases, and Harold Reynolds brought it up, that just nobody really runs anymore. Like, I remember guys getting – I remember when there were multiple guys getting 40, 50 steals a year, and that's really oh, not happening anymore. Because I remember when Ricky Henderson had 120 fucking stolen bases in one ridiculous. year. The 80s was the Wild West. Those guys ran on every pitch. Yes. Yes. But, and, and to your point, you're right. I mean, Mike Trott's first couple of years, he had 30, 40 bags. Mike Trott had literally 37 stolen bases his second year in the game, along with 37 plus home runs and 100 RBIs. Then two years ago, he had like, Eight stolen bases. Then last year he had like twenty plus. Like, Ron, Ron we the Braves, the Braves. I really never ever remember them stealing at all. And stealing a bag is not just about having the fastest guy. I mean, Noah Syndergaard. No, not I'm watching the Braves no. game, watching the Braves Mets game. Noah Syndergaard gave up forty eight stolen bases last year, which I have never heard of. I don't even know what a good or bad number is for giving up stolen bases, honestly. But 48 sounds way too fucking high. That's, that's, not, that's not a good And one. then they that's flash up the stat. Most stolen bases given up by a starting pitcher since 2001. So, yeah, that makes sense. But that's the thing I is, mean, you know, something like that, you can run, steal a bag, and nobody does anymore. Stealing, all right, stealing a base, I, I, got, two, I got two points here. It's... It's doing your research. It's it's watching tape about the pitcher, their move, the catcher. It, that's a lot. I mean, you can be a mediocre guy and have a great read and a great, you know, and you can steal a base. Also, stealing a base is, I feel like, more of a nationally thing, more of a small ball type thing lately. Maybe not, I don't know, lately, but fuck it. But, but say there's two outs, man on first. You steal a second, base hit, scores a run. Absolutely, you don't see that anymore. That's, 
And the amount of times I watch the Braves, you know, get a two out single and you look up and you just go, well, we need two more hits to get a run here. I mean, that just, you know, it's hard to string together. It's hard to string together three hits. It's not very easy. You got to manufacture runs. It's something the Braves don't really do. And I don't know if it's an NL thing, but it's definitely, of course, a small ball thing. Like I think it's something Joe Madden, you know, when he was with those Rays teams that didn't have all the big name power hitters or anything like that, he would steal a bag, play some, play a little hit and run. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do you one better, and you're gonna, you, you'll never agree with me more. I think the, the, the essence of the, the, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I can't think of the word, but the O five Angels encompassed the small ball stolen base, the David Eckstein Angels, the fucking Garrett Anderson Angels. Darren they weren't a good – Darren Erst at first, third, out, whatever you want. They weren't a good team, but god damn, they would bunt, steal bases, hit and run better than any team you've ever Tim seen. Tim Salmon. And Tim Salmon. Troy Gloss, if I can. I, oh, oh, you can, former Brave. Um, I'm talking um, my, me and my dad's probably our favorite player ever, and this is gonna throw you for a loop. Besides, like Ted Williams and I don't know Nomar and Pedro and Manny, one of my favorite one of my favorite players of all time is Jim Edmonds. Jim Edmonds was a Jim Edmonds was one of the most incredible finishers I've ever seen running down a ball in the outfield, if not the best, because he did not have uh, the, he did not have, he really didn't have the same uh, speed. He had great range because he was, he took incredible routes to the ball. He didn't have the same speed as Griffey or the greatest center fielder I've ever seen, Andrew Jones, um, to just run and be under balls, but he would catch everything out there and rob home runs, make diving catches. I mean, incredible plays. Yep. Day after day, I love that call, Jim Edmonds. Uh, yeah, thank you. And I, I love, I love, like, literally, like I love Jim Edmonds. I fucking miss him on the Cardinals, on the Angels. And um, Jack Fredericks, if you're listening, listening, I'm sorry I said that. Yeah, fuck you, Jack. I'm talking that kid in like six yeah. years, but I love that kid. Anyway, um, I love baseball. I know. Shit. Sit here. I don't know what were we talking. We could talk about this for another fucking six hours. Um, um, so we're 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 what? Game three slash four of the season. Yeah, what are we, uh, an 81st of the way through the season? And and I love how the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry is on the precipice, wrong word, on the cusp of being renewed because we both have – I mean, the Red Sox had the best team in, the, in maybe the Cubs, best team in, in the majors, young talent, bullpen, Rotation, the works. But the Yankees have Greg Bird, Gary Sanchez, Clint Frazier. Um, besides, they don't have they don't have a, a rotation, but they have a great bullpen, and that rivalry is about to be reignited. And if you haven't been paying attention the past couple of years, uh, the Yankees, you wouldn't recognize the Yankees. There's kind of nobody. They got Brett Gardner, but the rest of the guys, they're you know they're trotting Matt Holiday out there. Gary Sanchez is a, a big part of their lineup now, obviously. Um, and uh, I got to see the Braves take on the Yankees for that uh, soft opening at SunTrust Park. And, I mean, they got Pineda on the mound, who, if he can put it together, he's got the stuff to be a number one. He's got number one ace wipeout stuff. Um, well, 
but you know, sometimes he has a little too much pine tar in his neck. Oh, good call. He stole my line. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's the, the ace on a shitty team. Not a shitty team, a shitty. Like they don't have a good. They don't have a good. Um, they don't have a good rotation. I mean, Yankees are notorious for getting aging all stars. Point in case, Matt Holiday. Oh yeah, Matt Holiday. They're still tr- trotting Jacoby out there. Is all right, so he's on my team. Is is Jac- Jacoby went three for four the dinger the other day? Um, Jacoby's still good. He can still run. I mean. He didn't get his. I mean, I. Why do the Yankees always want our fucking aging center fielders, Johnny Damon? <laughs> they do. Johnny Damon is pretty much who we're going with there, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, they uh, the Yankees they could you know put a third, but that's still. Do you still think that's the best division in baseball? One hundred percent. I mean, I don't even know if it's fucking argument. I don't even I know mean, what to argue. I mean, maybe the NL Central has like the Cubs and the Cardinals, but they don't. That no, Pirates are, no, man, no, the no. Reds are I terrible. Mean, I mean, the Sox or Orioles are electric. The Orioles have stars all over the place. I mean, or Sox. I think it goes Sox, Orioles, and I want Blue Jays and Yankees. I mean, give the nod to the Jays right now. I mean, the Jays have been, the the, Jays have been playoff contenders and in the playoffs the past couple of years, yeah. which is not, so, I mean, not that easy to make the playoffs in baseball. No, it's not. So, I mean, it's not like the, I don't know, I think they're about above 500. You gotta, yeah, you gotta be one of the, you gotta be not the seventh worst team in the league to make yeah, it. Not the, just not the, like, bottom half. Bottom, yeah, exactly. So, what else in the MLB? We got anything else? I'm sure we do, but... We also got a long time. We have a long time. Let me emphasize well, that. We have a long time of baseball, and I'm excited. I mean, we'll, be ta- we'll both be a year older, and we'll still be talking about this season, so... Oh, yeah. Man. Anyway, what else we got on the docket? I don't have much more than baseball. The NBA playoffs are coming up, which I'll talk about that when the NBA playoffs come up. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I could go off on Isaiah Thomas and how good the Celtics are, but I mean, I, I here's, 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 here's something. Yeah, but which is, whatever. I mean, here's something: LeBron James passes Shaquille O'Neal all time on goes to number what number six in the all time scoring list. That's a free lesson. I never knew Shaquille O'Neal played on the Cavs. When the fuck did that happen? Oh, yeah, that was, was, towards, that that was way at the end of the career. Was that after the Celtics? No. It, uh, it might have been. Because Shaq was – no, it wasn't. No, no, no. There's no chance. It's definitely after the Suns, the Suns gig and the Heat gig. I mean, he won a ship on the Heat. What do you mean? That was still like he was still good. He's still good. I'd take him right now. Also, um, Russell Wilson tied. He might be passing out Oscar Robertson for all-time triple-doubles in a season. We're sitting there. Me and my brother were sitting there watching a game, watching the Thunder game um, when he tied that record. And they come out. They're playing the Bucks. Uh, thing comes up that Russell Westbrook is 13-8-8, eight, and eight, and there's two minutes left in the first in the first half. It's like, dude, how, where are you? Does anybody else like touch the ball besides the one pass he makes to get an assist? I mean, how do you have the ball the whole time? 
that's an incredible game. 13, eight and eight is a great game. That is a great, you made a huge contribution to your team. If you went 13, eight and eight and you did in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. He's, he's, I mean, they had that whole MVP thing, like co MVP, him and James Harden. I, I haven't really followed James Harden. Is he having a bit huge year? I guess he oh, is. Oh yeah. Well, he's got a career number of assists going right now. Um, He's also playing. He, pa- he passes. Yeah, them. exactly. Um, he's also playing better defense than he's ever played in his life, which is not saying much because I've pretty much played the same amount of defense as James Harden his first like six years in the NBA. Um, so he's first, so and then now he's getting MVP talk, so it makes sense. But Russell Wilson I mean, is going to. That, he's like averaging a triple double. Russell Wilson. Or Russell Westbrook. Um, Sorry, Freudian slip. Still not sure what um, that means. That kind of begs the question: How did the Thunder never win anything with Westbrook, Durant, and Harden? They were one year away from winning like five straight championships. I think. I mean, I think I the mean, next well, year well, they were gonna because because they uh, went up and lost to LeBron. I mean, Harden was coming off the bench on Oklahoma. City. Yeah, and that's and now. The guy's MVP, The what are the three, who would you call the three top MVP candidates out of the West this year? I mean. I don't, Westbrook, Durant, Russell, Russell Westbrook. Dur- no, not Durant. Durant was injured, missed 19 games. Um, Still dropping 28. Know, Steph Curry. Yeah. Yeah, Westbrook, Durant, Harden. And they're all they're all in the West. All in the, They were all on the same team, and they're all MVP yeah, guys. The so that's really. The Warriors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and Isaiah Thomas is unfucking believable. I mean, we talk about him a lot, but I mean, you talk about. I don't him. think he has enough credit. I I don't think he has enough credit from what he's done. He is unreal. I like his moves. I like the cut of his jib. I like. You always got to pull for the short yeah. guy. What is he? Five nine. Five nine. He's a lefty. I mean, come on. He's got everything going for him. So bang, there's your uh, there's your impromptu NBA we talk. Some We're not NBA guys. I think our followers and our listeners know that. I mean, we we can we will dabble. When are the Stanley Cup playoffs like coming that. around? Soon. It's uh, a lot of the teams have punched their ticket to the playoffs or to yeah. Uh, Ottawa. I just got an update. Is in the playoffs. Uh, Montreal. Uh, Washington. Pittsburgh. Where the New Jersey Devils. Tampa Bay. Oh, they're not making it, but I love them too. You would. The Devils. You would. The Devils. The only reason I like the Devils is because I had to cheer against Ben in the uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, semis. You know who loves the Devils? Murray loves Does the he? Devils. I'm surprised. Murray is a oh, Devils yeah. fan for sure. Murray's a big Scott Stevens fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a little impromptu so, NHL talk in there too. We don't lie and pretend we know things we don't. Oh no, we, I know nothing about the NHL. Scale of one and ten about baseball. We're we're ten out of ten. Football, I give us ten out of ten. Basketball, six, six and a half. Golf, seven, six. NHL, five. So you know we we cover it all, but you know we don't pretend to know more. Yeah, than NHL, we like I know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I know icing. I know you can't. 
go blue line to blue line. That's something called ice and fight. But you, <laughs> but you can drop your gloves, punch a guy in the face, and then get a two minute penalty. Fine, part of the game. So never change, and it shall never change. Um. Yeah. So that's a that's a full fucking um. That's a full docket of sports for you. That's a that's a hot cast. As that was a hot cast. Yeah. So we'll. Uh, you got anything else? You got anything else? For the boys? Nothing else really for the boys this week. We'll have a Masters review next week. Um, yeah, we will. Always more review, baseball. Um, more baseball. Um, basketball. We'll probably touch on that if we make it through this weekend. Oh yeah, you're coming to town this weekend. Sure am, bud. Catch you up in your neck of the oh, woods. Yeah. Well, um, we'll catch. We'll touch base offline about the wedding and a couple other things we gotta go over. But um, until then, I'm Chew. He's Mac. We'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, what's up? This is Kyra Santos, kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you're listening to Hash It Out.